Yay, we're on. We are on. We are on. Welcome, Dina. Thank you. To Smoothie Conversations. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. For like the third time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever put alcohol in these? No, but I thought about it yeah. because, you know, tequila, I'm a big tequila <laughs> fan, yeah. and like tequila would be great yeah. in like some strawberry totally. situation. Should we make that? <laughs> Could we make that? I think that we should. Yeah, it is. What a smoothie and alcohol is. Why haven't we done a smoothie conversation that's a little spicy? Know, maybe if you do it with a bartender, you can... Um, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Look at her. She's just innovating this project into something something else, something a lot more fun and excited. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's a good call. Um, I was so excited to chat with you because... Food people are my favorite people in the entire world. Cool. Which you are. <laughs> you are like the fierce woman behind how many LA restaurants in total? Three now. Three. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Ross and Ross. It's Rosso Blue downtown. Uh huh. Soto. Soto Beverly Hills and then Super Fine Pizza downtown. And that's downtown as well. Yes. I didn't. I wasn't aware of the pizza place. Have yeah. you been to the pizza place? No. I've been here. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Pizza's one of my favorite things. Oh, so you have to go. I'm like sold. Okay. Okay. Done, done, done. Yes. Um, but I have to know because you were in finance, correct, for yes. 15 years. Mm-hmm. What happened, or was there a defining moment that made you transition into food? Sure. Um, so yeah, I started um, in finance. I was in investment banking for 15 years. I was living in New York. Hated it. I was just like, how can I get out of this? And um, I knew I wanted to move back home to California, but I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So I basically made it back here, and then I just started, I got like a random job, this is going to sound super weird, but as a video game producer for a financially based video game. Hell yeah. So they were looking for somebody to um, give them advice on how a trading floor works within the video game. How what works? A tra- the trading floor. Cool. Yeah, because I worked on the trading floor for years. Cool. So basically, that was it. The job was to talk to people about how a trading floor works, like what are the kind of the perks of being uh, in an investment banker, trading floor, working on the trading floor, and um, and then they designed a game around a game, game around it. So, so I had that job for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> As so they that, develop the game. It takes a long time to develop a video game like this. That is so cool and yeah. so random and nothing. Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked to anybody that did that. No. Can we? No. Oh, I mean, not. No, no you're like, <laughs> no, it's in me. Uh, I take the well, cake. Well, to do a Wall Street phase video game, like, no. There's never been anything like it. And no, unfortunately, I didn't make it to market. But, but they spent a lot of money trying. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then that kind of transitions you into... Yeah, so that transition, so then after that, when that company closed down, I basically was unemployed, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to choose my next career. Like, I'm going, I'm not going to just fall into something, I actually want to make a choice this Mm -hmm. time, and so, um, you know, I was just talking to Steve, um, who's my husband now, but at the time was my boyfriend, and he was like, you know, why don't you just consult for a while, and I'm like, great, so I did a lot of different consulting jobs to try and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, but they were all kind of finance-based. And so he said, okay, well, how about if you work with me to kind of get um, some investors for the restaurant and, like, you know, work with me on projections, financials. I said, okay, great. So I did that and then just, like, loved the idea of learning, like, a new industry. I mean, totally new industry. Mm -hmm. And just 
nothing I'd ever done before, and I was learning so much. And so um, then at the time, um, our I found we found investors, we found partners, and then they said, you know, you're you're so great, you know, with the financials, and you have, seem to have a nice personality. Why don't you become the general manager of the restaurant? And I was like, well, okay, I've never done that before, but I was totally up for the challenge, and I thought it would be a great way to get into a new industry. Um, kind of use my financial skills, um, and then just like learn something new because I'm all about learning. I'm, I love learning new things and putting yourself into new situations. Yeah, putting myself in a new situation. I like for that sure. you said it was your choice though. Yes, that you were like it wasn't coming from a place of fear that you were no. like oh, I need no. to do something like I want to do this right. and just follow that. Right, I think Absolutely. that's really cool. Yeah, no, I made it a point when I left New York. No matter what I did next. It had to be a choice because mm-hmm. I'd fallen into finance and I did it for so long and I wasn't necessarily that happy in it. I was good at it, but I wasn't that happy. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, next time I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you found that enthusiasm with food. I did. I found it with food. I found it with the people in the industry. I found it with the financials. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the way that restaurants run financially and how... Every little decision, you know, hits, you know, it hits the bottom line, and so you can really make a difference. That's no, that's super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I just think it's interesting too because if you think about restaurants, you know, I mean, you've been worked in restaurants before. It's like, you know, I don't, not very many people come from finance and then go work in, in a restaurant. No, you know? it's definitely a different yeah. background and. Yeah. Um, but yet, at the same time, it makes sense. Sure. And it makes sense for your talent in the restaurant sure. industry as well sure. and the success behind it. Because right. it's like this other yeah. aspect that most people don't have. And running restaurants, I, it is a business, and right. it's hard. Right. Like, most do not succeed right. past, what is it, like a year? They say like two years for two years. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, good for you. And, like, yeah. the combination of you and your husband, like, building this team together, like, it's right. really, like, bringing your gifts and talents together to create totally. these experiences. Yeah. Um, speaking of experiences, yeah. nice little transition <laughs> for myself, how important is it for you guys to create an experience for your guests that's not just okay, here's the food, but everything down to, as Holly said when she walked in, like, your space is beautiful. Sure. You know, like, what does that mean to you? What does the food experience mean to you? Okay, great. Um, So the food experience, I mean, and we've always talk about, we talk about this all the time. It's part of the kind of core of what we do at our restaurants, or at least we like to have it be the core, is um, we really focus on... um, people on our people um, because it really is about making sure that our staff is happy and that they like what they're doing because if they're happy and they like what they're doing then they will kind of spread that kind of happiness you know and so it's like and I totally believe this like a cook will put out great food if they love what they're doing Otherwise, the food's not going to be that good. I mean, it'll be okay, but it won't be like as good as if they love their job, they love the people that they work with, they love the space that they're working in. And um, I know it's a, it sounds a little touchy-feely, but it's funny. I was talking to our accountant the other day, and I told him, I said, I know that this is going to sound a little crazy to you because you're an accountant, but, I mean, our restaurant runs on energy. That's what it runs on. It runs on the energy of all the people in the room. And I said, and if there's any little thing that's, you know, 
making that energy kind of negative or bad, it's not going to be a good service, like just period. And then, so we try to create, you know, um, um, environments in our, in our restaurants where there's kind of like always positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we start by, um, really high, trying to hire right first, mm-hmm. because if you hire the right people with the same kind of core values as you do, then everyone's kind of like, you know, on the same, on the same plane. I mean, that's how we start. Yeah. I mean, then obviously the food has to be good right. and then the service has to be extraordinary. And, um, but when you hire the people that, that like we do with around our, the core values that we have, it, it's like hospitality is, is like innate in them. Right. And, and that just makes, it's like, it's easier to, cause you don't have to train for that. Right. Cause people already have it in them. And, um, and so that's what we try to do. I, yeah. I don't feel like that's something that you can teach either. It's like no. people either have it or mm-hmm. they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think that speaks to your leadership because, in my opinion, a great leader is being able to choose people um, to help lead their team right. so you can take a step back right. and right. not – because it's uh, clearly it's a, you have a restaurant. It's impossible for you to, right. <laughs> to be in all places. Right, yeah. but well, also yeah. to let go of that control in yeah. certain areas. Right, So. Right. Kudos to you, sister. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to say something? No. So you guys have eaten here? Yeah. You haven't been to Rosa Blue yet? No. Okay, when it reopens, you have to come. Yes. Okay, so. Come as our guest. Thank you. Yeah. What eating cavatelli that I have here? Here, yeah. Um, It's actually a... not a cavatelli, but yes, it's 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 a squid campanelli. Campanelli, yeah. How delicious! I your yeah. food, yeah. I don't. I had pizza here. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I, we went to town. We came yeah. and like bought like a bottle of wine. Oh, you did? Oh. Yes, did I know you were here? I don't yeah. think so. Kind of let me know when you come. Definitely, Let's we'll be back soon. Ooh. We'll be back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in like three hours. Celebrate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Post smoothie. That's so funny. Um, mentorship. Yes. Something that's really big for us is mentorship yes. and role models. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, yes. but was Mr. Bill Chay a big mentor in your life? He was in the beginning for sure. When you So he was the guy I was when I was saying that there was one of our investors partners said, you know, you should run the restaurant. It was him. Okay. And when I told him, you know, okay, that's great, but how am I going to learn what to do here, right. you know? And he basically said, don't worry. He's like, I'll take you under my wing. I'll teach you everything I know. And they actually hired me a service consultant. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was really cool. So someone, I hired someone who's actually still a dear friend of mine today. She actually helped us open Rosal Blue, too. And um, her name is Brooke Burton. And so she um, trained me for the first four months here at Soto on how to, how to basically run service. And so it was really funny, actually, because I was so scared. I was just Were so you? scared. Just because it was new territory? It was new, and, you know, and even though I'm a social person, um, it was being social in a business um, environment and a hospitality-type environment. And the pace. Yeah, the pace. Well, I loved that. That yeah. part I loved. Um, that, but it was really hard to, you know, when you open a new restaurant, you have a lot of fans, but then you also have a lot of critics, you know, and so... It, I had to learn how to take criticism, which I'd always been pretty good at taking criticism for myself. Um, but, you know, to actually have to take it on for everyone, you know, to take it on for the chef, to take it on for your staff, you know, to take it on for 
it's it's a different kind of criticism. Like for myself, I'm I. I I think I have a pretty healthy ego and I can take it. But right. then it's kind of trying to protect everybody else from that too. You have a lot on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah but do I loved have, it. Do you ever feel stressed because of that? Not anymore. In the beginning I did, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure I did. And um, But yeah, Brooke was great. I remember the first, when it was close to becoming my last day of training, she uh, she was just literally like pushing me out. Like, Go, go, here you go. go. You can do this. You're like, like, oh. Isn't it funny, though, like, when you have the background that you did and, like, you're like, oh, my God, why am I, like, I just did X, Y, and Z. Why am I afraid of this? But I think it's new experiences, you know, just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was great. Then, I mean, as I learned, though, it's, you know, it's better to get somebody in there that knows who's been doing it for a really long time and just, like, is so good at it and it comes so naturally to them. And, and um, you know, that's what we try to do at our restaurants in all the positions, you know, like Craig is our chef de cuisine and, and um, you know, here because we can't be here all the time or Nick is our GM. So, um, and then Hans is our, our partner in our other restaurant, but, yeah. Is it challenging being a female in a male-dominated industry? You know, it's funny. I thought about that. And um, I it's I have the advantage of having started as an owner, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know what it's like to not be, to be a female and then working for restaurant Men, owners yeah. or yeah. male restaurant owners because like, mostly that's what they are. I was a female coming in as an owner. Right. So it's funny. I was talking to one of our chefs today about it and I was like you know you know it's like it's a male dominant industry but I don't really feel that way because I I don't I've always been the boss right Right. and and he laughed he goes they should ask us what it's like to work with you instead (laughs) (laughs) and I was like they should it's so funny yes they should (laughs) I know but yeah so I don't um and honestly and even when I hire I mean, like I said, we hire for people with our similar core values, and so... What are those core values? Sure. Um, So we hire um, for compassion, um, great worth ethic, um, excellence, um, can-do attitude, and... Oh, my God. Oh, integrity. Sorry. I almost forgot the last one. Integrity. Yeah. And um, so we, we hire for those, and it's so easy. It's so easy that way. It's it's crazy. I didn't think it would be so easy, but it makes it so much easier. Did you come up with those four? No, my, our, my partners and I did. Okay. So Steve and then my other partner, Hans, we came up with them. I love that. I think it just, it really does, when you hire a good person, because yeah. I think those are just good people values. Right, right. Exactly. Across the They're board. So simple, not even, right? yeah, no. Which, it seems simple, but yet, unfortunately, I feel like that's hard to come by. Yeah. You have to you do. It. You really do. Um, but it does. It just makes your ship sail yeah. so much easier. So much easier. I love that. Yeah. Um, what are your? You talked about Bill a bit. Do you have other mentors or role models? I do. I mean, I do. I. You know, it's what's funny is I have role. I have role models. I have for like every little part of you know my life. Mm-hmm. So for instance. Uh, okay, Joy, for one. She's like one of my role models, okay, because she, hands down, speaks up for herself all the time. Like, there is no, she will not let anybody 
like hold her back if she has something that she wants to say she just says it I'm not like that I mean uh you know I'll try to find like the kind of the political way to say it so it's not to like ruffle feathers you know or step on anybody's toes you're like no but sometimes it's like you just have to say what you have to say and like you have to get it out there Mm -hmm. and so um I love her and her sense of integrity is just so great I mean I've never met somebody just so I mean, she has so much integrity. She is. She does. She does. Yeah. And I have to second that. And I just think the world of her. I know Holly really connected with her <laughs> and loved her as well. And she's just been somebody, shout out to Joy, yeah. <laughs> um, who's consistently showed up for us yeah. Yeah. in this process. You yeah. know, whether it's answering a question, making she a connection. Yeah. Mm. And despite having all these people around us you would believe how far and few between like people actually showing up for you yeah no for sure she and I actually and I don't know if she told you about this but we've been having these conversations lately about how what can we do to help other women in this industry or just even other female business owners or entrepreneurs I mean we really because I have the financial background mm-hmm. and also I also run restaurants now and then she has the market the marketing the PR and the branding and we're like what we can totally help people mm-hmm. because you know we just want to see more of us <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean right. and so it's something that we've really been talking about a lot you need to read yeah. Brene Brown's book. Yeah. What's her late Dare to Lead? Is it that her latest no one? No idea. I'm so sorry. Um, I just bought but it. I, I should know. I love her. Okay. I'm obsessed with her. Okay. I'm going to like screenshot okay. and send okay. you stuff because her whole book is on, this latest one is on leadership yeah. and I just started diving into it. Yeah. And it, her definition of a leader is somebody who like picks up those around them. Right. To elevate them. Right. And going back to what I just said, like, that does, that hap- doesn't always happen. Right, right. Joy does that. Yeah, yeah. And so, clearly, like, obviously you do that, too. Right, So, right. I think this book would just resonate with Amazing. you. And she's just okay, good. North Let me know. Star. I'm all about, whatever you've got to give it to yes. me. I love, like, reading about these kind of things. I just, we, I want to just keep going with this. No, you I know, love this, that. Yeah. What is the importance to you to staying open? Open. Uh, open just to learning, like you oh. go to, oh my God. It's to so saying important. yes yeah. to life, yeah. to it's so why important. is that necessary? I mean, I just feel like you just never know. You just never know what, you know, what can happen. I mean, it, you know, it's like earlier we were talking and I was telling you I had this plan for my life, right? Of just like, by this age I want to do this and by this age I want to do that. And all of that went away like it didn't happen and I just realized I mean I wouldn't be here in LA I wouldn't be here with Steve I wouldn't be you know there's so many things that I I just I I have to always be learning I don't know what it is and I'm sure you're probably like this too you know it's just I love the process of new things and learning and like executing and I don't know, teaching other people and seeing them grow and seeing them be open. I mean, I just, I don't like it when people are so close-minded. It's so crazy to me. How can you live your life that way, you know? I don't know. And I'm trying to raise my kids that way, too, to be a little bit more open-minded. No, I think that's to encourage them to stay curious is a very important thing. So, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Is it hard to raise kids? 
today in almost 2019? Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Not that you would know anything different from, like, raising kids. Well, you you know, know, but just with the pressures of, like, you know. All the pressures. Yeah. There's so many pressures. Well, you're going to laugh at me. Okay, so listen to this. So I was spending some time with some former friends, not former, but friends from, like, like, when I was younger. And I was listening to them, and they have all, all older kids because they all got married, you know, um, before I did. And um, they were talking about their, the problems that they have with their kids and all of this. And I was thinking to myself, what? That's so strange. Like, that's just totally against, like, the problems that they were having with their kids. Well, I thought, oh, that's just against Steve and I, our core values as a family, right? Like, I can't imagine our kids getting into situations like that because of our core values. But, you know, you never know, right? Right. But then just to make sure... I got home and I told Steve, okay, listen, I know this is going to sound crazy to you, but remember how we have core values for our company and, like, our restaurants? He's like, yeah, I said, I think we need them for our family because I just want to make sure that we are, like, on the same page about the core values that we want to teach our children and, like, and then that way it'll help us guide them whenever something comes up. Mm -hmm. And he was like... Okay, I'm game. So we literally sat down and came up with, which of course I'm not going to remember what they are right now because I wrote them, wrote them down. No, we're, totally and we're fine. still in like the process of like defining them. Yeah. But we literally came up with, I think we came up with three already of just like the three things that are super important to us and how we want to raise our kids and how who we want to be as people and mm-hmm. as a family. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we're doing that too. That's that awesome. is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but it oh, sounds so oh, be careful. It's like I'm flying off the chair. Yeah. That's amazing. Sounds a little corporate, but no, but it just No, it's like, yeah. it doesn't. It's making you making sure you guys are all on the yeah. same page. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a checking in process. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It is because it's just it's nice to have those bullet points, those that list, whatever it right. is in the right. back of you know, their head, your head. For it's sure. just kind of yeah. this thing that bonds you guys together that you can be these four different people right but you're like wait we function right at the same level right here yeah it's funny that's cool we talk to the kids about them too you know the kids are six okay it's kind of crazy but you know you just kind of in general you just we mentioned the top three and they like of course they like loved it they're like yeah yeah we want to be nice people that's one okay we want to be nice people great like they want to be nice people you know but I also think it's good for you and Steve because from I don't have kids but from I have a lot of friends that have kids Mm -hmm. what I've learned from them is Mm -hmm. that you know kids learn from by experience for sure or like by watching you example Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so you're setting that doing that yeah Look at you, mom, restaurateur, just all around badass. Yeah, all of the above. Um, I know you talked. You mentioned that you like Brene Brown. Yes. Do you listen to any podcasts? Read any books? Have any other favorite people that you? Ad- so I don't have people as much as I'm just always looking for podcasts to yeah, listen cool. to. Awesome. You know, I'm just always and. Um, and the topics that I mainly look up are, um, I look up leadership a lot. I look up hospitality, obviously, because of the restaurants. I look up restaurants. Um, and I also look up um, wellness and uh, self-care. And um, those are the main topics. 
I mean, like, for instance, when I first heard Brene Brown's vulnerability one, I mean, after that, it was just like, I had to do, I had to look at everything she had done, everything. I just got obsessed and just like rabbit hole, you know, everything that she had done. So whether it was vulnerability, whether it was shame, you know, actually, I don't, I haven't seen the leadership one though. I'm dying. She, it just came out. Okay. She's not doing a book tour. Okay. Um, it was just kind of like she wanted to release it and then like let it do its thing. Yeah. But this is kind of a combination of, from what I've gathered so far, all of her previous books right? Um, and her last 20 years of leadership. So it's like a combination yeah. of everything yeah. in all into one. Okay. Tom. Oh, yeah. God, I can't wait. I can't wait. Tom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think she's genius. Yeah. So. So funny. There, and there's actually, um, there's another woman that I listen to all the time. Her name's Chris Plackey. And hers is um, about managing people, cool. which is like so important yeah. because you know we run these restaurants and we have so many employees, and so um, that's cool. Be listening to, and but the funny thing is, if you listen to this podcast, it's not about managing the people as much as it is about managing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all about you yeah. and the way that you kind of have things in your head and the way that you are to these people. It's it's not about managing them as right. much as it is like. Which is great because that's a whole new, I, I mean, concept for me to be honest. I thought well, I was I had to manage them. It's like I actually have to manage myself to be able to be an example for them. Right. Yeah. There's a book called Fish. Yeah. It's about management. Yeah. Um, I used to be a manager. Oh yeah. Juice bar and multiple juice bars, and then I worked in insurance to charity manager. Okay. Cool. Um, but it's a book that talks about Pike's Market in Seattle right. and why it's so mm-hmm. successful. Right. So it's this whole, it's a great book on management. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Fish. Fish. Fish like, 2.0. Fish 2.0. Fish 2.0. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, funny. I want to check it out. that it's out. It's a great book. Too. And it's an easy read. I read it on like an hour flight. Cool. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. I'm always looking for new books and things to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll listen to them on repeat. Yeah. Or read them over and over and over and over again. Well, I love being in LA. I mean, well, I don't. I love being in LA. I don't necessarily like the traffic, but the one thing that's cool about the traffic is you can listen to so many things while you're yeah, driving. Really? And it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, she does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she, I know you talk about that a lot. Where you're so many things. Yeah. This, she, you're so funny because you're just like this giant walking Snapple fact. <laughs> no, she is like she'll like pull out like I'm like how do you know that? And she's like I don't know. I just I listen to some podcast. The thing with me is I'll listen to it, but I'll forget it half the time. So yeah. that's why I'm like, gotta listen to it. I know. This. It's so true. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm totally the same way. But there, there are certain points, though, that I'll pull out of every podcast. Oh, and yeah. that, that's what I kind of keep. Yeah. But then I'll have to go back and right. like, listen again to, like, did I miss anything? Should I, is there another point yeah. that I should have taken yeah. from here? I'm same the same way. way. I hate that, though. Maybe it's the Scorpio so... thing in that. Maybe. <laughs> it's a Scorpio trade. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. It's terrible. But it's terrible. It's embarrassing. Someone will be like, oh, what was it about? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't uh, know. But there was one no. point that I really <laughs> liked about right. it. Really yeah. And I so, yes, and you should listen and read it now. And they're like, right? Okay. Well, I just, okay, but honestly, that to me is, I'm, it, it could be the Scorpio thing in this because it's really about the feeling that it gave yes. us. Yes, yes, and I'm it's a feeling not, person too. Right, it's the feeling that it gave us and how it made us feel after we read it, which is hospitality, by the way, which is 
you're in a room, you had great food, you had great service, but when you walk out, you wouldn't remember the server's name probably, and you wouldn't, maybe you might not remember where you eat, you ate, even though it was like amazing, but you'd remember how it made you feel, and then that's when you'd say, go to that restaurant. That's why I loved it so much. Right? That is the greatest thing you said, because, at least for me, because yeah. I identify with that totally. so much. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. I know. It's so true. So see, we're not that bad. No, and I like us. We're enthusiastic, feeling yeah. people. Right? Love that. You just, like, made my... Yeah, you answered a lot of things for me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, as long as we have your questions have been answered, I'm having this, like, aha moment. Great. Yes. Yes, life is making sense Soto. at Soto. <laughs> right. Wow. Afternoon on a Tuesday, drinking right. a smoothie. <laughs> well, thank you, thank my you. dear. Cheers one more Cheers time. One more time. Yes. I look forward to our new friendship. Yes, You're definitely. Cute. Yeah. I'm excited to know <laughs> awesome. you. Thanks, you guys, for coming.